I'm a part-time rock star. What's up? Welcome to the Part-Time Rockstar Podcast, episode 207. I'm your host, Brett Bueller. This week, we got an extra episode. We got Will Barkley, who is a singer-songwriter, originally from Johnstown, PA, and he's now in Arlington. And uh, we've recently become friends. Uh, I wanted to get him on because he actually is able to jump onto the fest tomorrow at Fishhead. Um, so that'll be cool. Uh, Will wanted to talk about his new song, which is called Gypsy Wheel, and it's going to be coming off an album called 3115. And uh, yeah, he's super excited about it. And uh, we definitely got into some of the stories and uh, some of the uh, stuff behind all the recording process. So hopefully, whether you are friends or fans of his, uh, you get to know him a little bit. And uh, shout out to Mike O, who uh, introduced us, uh, if you're listening as well. But uh, yeah, this is the big weekend uh, for the podcast, for sure. We got a uh, big fest going on at Fishhead Cantina, just south of Baltimore. It's going to be 10 bucks. It's like... 15 bands or so, all former guests of the show. A uh, bunch of good food, bunch of good bartenders, and uh, yeah, so if you're in the area, definitely think about coming on out. Uh, it starts at 4 and it runs till midnight. Um, only other things I usually mention is uh, you can find the podcast on all the social media places for updates and new episodes and stuff like that. So definitely give us a follow or a rating on whatever streaming service you're using. And then um, also there's podcast merch. If you're looking for a shirt or anything like that, it's on a Shopify link in the episode notes. Uh, we're also doing music videos around the DMV for people under the guise Part-Time Rockstar Productions. So you can look out for us on that. And then last but not least, the sponsor of the show is Truly Strings Guitar Shop out of Laurel, Maryland. You can find Truly Strings on Instagram and on Facebook. And uh, Stephen will definitely get your guitars ready for whatever gigs you got coming up. So, uh, yeah. Um, Again, thanks for listening. Hopefully you yourself are doing cool and uh, doing good. And uh, thanks for supporting local music and all that stuff. And if you're in the Baltimore area, definitely think about coming out to Fishhead Cantina. I will be there. But anyway, without further ado, this is the interview with Will. Rockstar podcast here. Thanks for having me, Matt. Um, this might actually only be like, you know, the second or third time that we've tried to do a live one online, so that's kind of cool. 
Yeah, so anybody out there watching on Facebook right now, what we're doing is uh, Brett's got a podcast called Part-Time Rockstar. Uh, you can download it on Apple. Um, somebody asked me earlier if you were on Spotify too. <laughs> I really didn't know what to say to him. So um, do you also have an option for Spotify? Or Yep. Right on, so you can find him on Spotify too. Sweet. And... Uh... Are we live streaming on your uh, page, like your music page, or like your personal? No, personal, personal Facebook right now. All right, cool. I sent you a, yeah. a friend request so I can spy on it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me see if I can pull it up here. Hopefully we don't lose audio again. Can you still hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Uh, all right, I'm going to add you right about now. Yeah, I got it. I got it. Okay. Technology, look at me. <laughs> All right, sweet. sweet. Yeah. Cool. I might be able to check in now. But, uh, oh. but yeah, obviously we uh, met through our mutual friend, Mike. Mike O. Yeah. Mike's a good guy. He's the best. <laughs> yeah, I've been playing hockey with him for a while, but we really kind of get along because we like all the same bands and stuff. Yeah, we actually started doing uh, little jam sessions right here in this this living room. Uh, Mike playing the guitar, being a little nervous about it being a new guitar player, but actually, man, he's catching on really fast. He's actually going to be a really talented musician in the long haul, I think. He's yeah, really, I think so. uh, he, he's practicing a lot. He's learning, uh, you know, the pentatonic scales. He's learning the notes. He seems really interested in music theory, so I think it's going to be a good thing for him. <laughs> Yeah, no, for sure. You'll have to come on our little uh, camping trip that we do uh, usually every summer. Oh, yeah, where's that at? Uh, we like going up near West Virginia, kind of, go hang out on the river. Sometimes we'll take the tubes out. Yeah, that sounds awesome right about now. It was a beautiful day today. Oh, my God. We sat outside before, uh, before you know, I, I linked up with you. We were up at uh, the Celtic House just sitting outside enjoying the sun. It's great to have this good weather here. Nice. Where's the Where's the Celtic house? Ah, uh, it's just up off of. Uh, I guess it's uh, Columbia Pike. Are you in Arlington or are you in? Yeah, Arlington. Yep, that's where I'm at now. Right on. Yeah, the other day was kind of my first time playing in Arlington, and maybe ever. Now that I think about it. Really, the Bronson show that we did. Yeah, I don't play down there a ton. Alexandria, a little bit. Um dc a little bit but not not a ton but kind of breaking new new ground there yeah man it's a good spot um really happy to be in, in arlington now i really like living here actually um but the music scene kind of took a hit with COVID. i mean i think that happened everywhere but i was working with an agent that used to book me all over the dmv uh, a couple yeah. places here in arlington ragtime was one that i i played fairly often uh world of beer like that but then i just kind of fell out of a rotation and you know here we are we're, we're back in so yeah i think you sent me his number right or maybe you didn't email address yeah yeah maybe an email address or phone number yeah that's cool well i'll snag that from you at some point if he's still booking but <coughs> um yeah i don't know i've just been kind of making friends around and every once in a while something connects and works 
Yeah, it's all about connections, man. Like the most random things seem to be happening in my life lately with connections with music. Like the producer I'm working with right now, like literally played an open mic night and somebody was like, hey, you need to meet this producer, you know? And yeah. then, uh, like, oh yeah, yeah, what's his background? And it was like, <laughs> yeah, this guy used to have Dave Matthews open up for him. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not a big Dave fan. I'm not for or against yeah. Dave Matthews. He's talented. I mean, he's not really the type of music I like to listen to, but anybody that had dave matthews opening for him i think that's that's impressive yeah for sure so but, um, yeah yeah i guess we're talking at the bar a little bit you kind of just uh jump back into uh writing and releasing songs again I'm not sure if you were prior or um yeah man been doing the music thing for whew, a long time i think since i've been like 12 years old so um, I fell out of it, got back into it, fell out of it and got back into it. So I'm just getting back into it again. Like I said, COVID kind of killed my live shows. I was in a good rhythm and then just kind of fell out of that rhythm. But so it's good to be back right now. I'm focusing on uh, writing recording. I think I had most of the songs uh, done for the album we're trying to do, which we're going to call 3115, um, which is titled after the uh, house number I grew up in, in Southwest PA. Um, yeah, man, just focusing on writing and recording right now. Not a lot of live shows because I want to give dedication to studio time. Yeah. Are you uh, trying to put a band together or mostly playing solo? Or You know, I've been playing a lot of acoustic gigs, but, uh, you know, as a, as a musician yourself, I'm sure you're going to appreciate this. I mean, it's not the same playing acoustic, right? It's, it's much better to have a band live. There's more energy. You know, you can get more across yeah. the music. And everybody loves a good acoustic show, but for me, it's it's uh it's with a band. So to answer your question, um, I'm playing with a couple guys consistently in the studio right now. Uh, one guy, Andrew Park, uh, he's actually the guy that introduced me to uh, Andy, the guy that I'm working with as a producer. Um, so we're we're working on forming a band, but officially, there's there's really no band. There's uh, yeah studio sessions. Well, you know, if you build it, they will come. I've been working on putting a band together for most of my life, I guess. So just kind of go with the flow. Yeah, man. I uh, I actually made a joke tonight. I was talking with a friend, and I was like, uh, keeping a band together is harder than keeping a relationship or a marriage together. Like, seriously, I really believe that. There's well, more there's, people. Yeah, there could be more people. So, yeah, more people, more problems, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, 100%. We're working uh, on it. If you find the right, you know, right uh, people, then you can work for sure. Yeah, 100%. I think Andrew Park's a nice fit. Uh, this guy's an extremely talented guitarist. Um, really like working with him. So um, he's going to be part of what I do long term. Uh, yeah. If he wants to be, you know, which I think, he, I think he's into it here. We got another guy, Zach. He's here in Arlington. Uh, we've jammed out a couple times. I think he's going to become a part of this. Really, I've had my biggest troubles with drummers. Drummers seem to be like the hardest thing in the entire world. Well, a lot of them are in like eight bands, so sometimes you just gotta catch them at the right time of the month, you know, and they'll, they'll be hanging around. One hundred percent. They're very promiscuous, so getting them to you know <laughs> a uh, steady. Drummer. Yeah, trying to establish monogamous, you know, monogamy with a drummer is is quite difficult, for sure. Usually, yeah, if, my... you, if you love them enough, you set them free, and you know maybe they'll come back. 
<laughs> yeah, it's funny you say that. My best friend growing up, um, he was a drummer, and you know, he played in my band for years. Uh, played in a band called The Final Conversation. Played in a band called Pocket Jacks together. Uh, this kid really didn't know how to play drums. Just kind of got us set yeah. and kind of uh, we learned together. We came up in music together, and, and we played from the time we were teenagers all the way into like the bar age. And we had like a little bit of a rough breakup with our band. You know, we played a show in our hometown uh, one night. You know, when things were going well, we had a couple. You know, what I would consider like larger opening gigs for some some yeah. decent acts like that. And uh, we had this show right at our hometown bar called the Castle Pub, and you know there, there was a fair bit of people in there. We had a sound guy, our own light guy, you know, which was a big deal to us at the time. Yeah, kicking ass. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. You know, like you know, even our family was like there. Some of our family anyway. And uh, this guy comes up to me. He's like, "Hey, is anyone under twenty one in this bar?" You know, mind you, this this is a while back. You know, yeah, a little bit old. Now, but I was like, I mean, how do how would I know? You know. I'm, I know I'm not working the damn door. I'm playing music, you know? And, uh, I had a girlfriend at the time who was, you know, under 21. And the guy who told me was the owner, wasn't actually the owner. He was the bar manager. And he's like, mm. yeah, she can be, her, but she can't No, That's, that's, that's this buddy. Sorry mm. about that. But yeah. So, uh, he's like, is anybody under 21? I'm like, well, yeah, my girlfriend's under 21, but she was told by the owner. She could be here. She's not drinking. She's with the sound guy. You know, she's with the light guy, just hanging out. And mm-hmm. uh, needless to say, he said she had to go. And uh, me being who I was at that point in my life, I was like, you know what? She's got to go. I got to go. You know, I pulled my stuff out and we ended up closing the gig down. And uh, I didn't really consult my bandmates, which wasn't the best decision. So that was our last show. Um, and now here we are. We're planning another one. Um, it's May 27th, actually. It's just a little little basement show we're doing. And uh, we're doing a reunion, so it, it feels good to kind of be able to not have that be our last show. We're going to get together. We're all older now, you know, yeah. more mature, a little wiser, and I'm I'm really looking forward to it. It means a lot to me that that's happened. And you might have already mentioned where it was, but where was it? Uh, Johnstown, Pennsylvania, so there's not much right. going on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, it's the flood city. You know, they call it the flood city because there's been a bunch mm-hmm. of floods wreaked habit on havoc on the town but like ellicott city yeah exactly like ellicott city yeah that, that's a nice yeah. city it got absolutely wrecked twice yeah yeah i had dinner at a really nice steakhouse there a couple of years ago i guess it's been it's like 2014 i think yeah i think that was one of the got washed away in ellicott city it's unfortunate mm. But yeah, Johnstown's got a lot of talented musicians, man. Um, there's going to be a lot of people in the bill. I think we have like six or seven acts right now that are going to be playing there. Um, a lot of uh, indie, big day. emo, like, you know. Just, yeah. just, and I'm, I'm targeted more towards country now, but like where I started with my music, though, was in that same wheelhouse. So mm-hmm. it's nice to see these guys again, see what they're doing. And it's really nice that they've all stuck with it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's interesting. You're kind of you said you're trending country or whatever, and uh, mentioned uh, old Co Wetzel as well. Um, yeah, that's actually like I said, I was gonna go see him uh, later this week. He's over at uh, Pier Six in Baltimore. Yeah, I might have to find a way to try to come to that show, man. I didn't know he was in town. I've been meaning to see him. I've actually never uh, got to see him live, but you know. Uh, my friend uh, Katie down in Tampa, she's you know, she'll probably maybe see this at some point. 
she actually knows somebody who knows Gary Busey's nephew. Um, and Co was in town. They went to like this little party with him, like an after party type thing. And she sent a picture. She's like, oh, do you know who this is? I'm like, yeah, he's one of my favorite guys in country music. Like this guy is, I mean, I guess if he's country, I, I don't know what you consider him. I, I think he's more like along the uh, country rock. But I, I love what Co's doing. I think he's one of the best. Yeah, I mean, I could definitely agree. Um, I think they used to just call it Southern Rock, and I feel like that genre or the term has maybe fallen out of favor um, for whatever reason. But it definitely still exists. I mean, um, I think uh, the other big name probably in that world would be Hardy, and he's going for borderline mainstream rock now almost, but it's still country. I don't You know what I mean? It's, uh, it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's really funny that you mentioned Hardy, too, because I literally, you know, before we got on to do this podcast and all that, I was pulling in and my roommate, Chris, uh, you know, one of my best friends from hockey, he's outside. He's he's like mowing the grass, this old school, like one of those ones you push. It's not like actually gas powered or whatever. He's out there. Yeah. For a minute. I was like, you got to listen to the beginning of this song. And it was uh, Hardy, his song, Jack. I don't know if you ever heard it. Um, oh, yeah. I, re- I really like the intro to it, man. Um Hardy, I think, is one of the best writers out there right now. Like, the guy's extremely talented. I don't know that I'd really even call him country, but he's um, yeah. he's fitting in with what's going on in Nashville right now. And I and I like it. I don't care what you call it. You can put whatever label you want on it, but it, it's good. I fuck with it. Yeah, and I've been thinking for a while that you know rock's gonna make a comeback in some way or another. It's gonna co- go through a you know metamorphosis like it always does. And it's kind of interesting to see it coming back strongest right now in, in country as opposed to somewhere else. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, I kind of think to myself, I don't know if you have this thought, but like, I like the 80s a lot, right? Like the old bands like uh, Van Halen, you know, Guns yeah. N' Roses. You had these front men at the time and not just the front men, but the, like, the guitarists and the drummers, you know, they were like, had these personalities. You go see these shows and it was just full of energy. And I feel like now that has died off and doesn't exist as much. Like there's so many talented musicians out there, but I feel like you don't really go see a David Lee Roth anymore. You don't really see an <laughs> Axl Rose, you know? Yeah. Which I yeah. kind of miss. Yeah. And everything being cyclical as it is, I, I think that's certainly making a comeback again. I think the actual person really most responsible for the death of all that all the flamboyance and everything was Kurt Cobain because in the nineties it kind of, I don't know, became cool to try as hard as you could to not be cool sort of. And like being famous in and of itself was actually sort of a bad thing um, yeah, in a way. And you're supposed to be like basically upset about that. Like you're trying to be kind of the top dog, maybe in the small pond, but once you get into the big pond and you sell out, um, you know, in the nineties anyway, that was kind of frowned upon big time. And, um, I was listening to an author that I like and he's like, you know, we don't really know how much that warped like people's, especially kids of the nineties in a way, because although it was natural for like, you know, maybe the culture to shy, shy away from just outright flamboyance and rah, 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 look at me look at all the attention I have. Um, 
it also isn't necessarily like the greatest thing either to not want any of it at all and actively like downplay it as much as possible. So I think the generation that kind of grew up where we did kind of looked at both things, right? Like both, both eras, maybe, especially our own. But, you know, when you look at the 80s versus the 90s and there's definitely a difference in that regard. Sure. Oh yeah, well, it's it's funny you mentioned Cobain. Actually, I mean, I'm obviously a big Cobain fan. You know, a fan of what Nirvana did in the past. I kind of often wonder what would happen if you know Cobain was still around and Nirvana were still here. I I, I feel like it's almost become a little trendy um, to like wear these Nirvana shirts. You see all these like young girls, like I don't even talk young young girls, like yeah. middle school age girls wearing these Nirvana shirts and like that's awesome it's 100% awesome but like really how much do they know about Nirvana or what they were doing and what what would happen if Kurt Cobain was still here you know how iconic would they be would they be more iconic would they be less iconic do you ever have those thoughts yeah I'm sure they would be as big as any other band in the world right now from that era I mean look at Blink-182 or Red Hot Chili Peppers or whatever as long as they're all clean or capable of playing then they're going to be big you know obviously people like i guess chris cornell and like sound sound garden or whatever and uh some degree i guess the drummer of food fighters died too but i don't know as long as they can keep their act together to some degree i'm sure they'd be big yeah 100 percent. i agree but i feel like sometimes with this uh you know uh Suicide stuff, mental illness, things like that. You know, I feel like once an artist um, is no longer here, unfortunately, sometimes it brings more attention to their music. You know, yeah. I'm not sure if it's a good or a bad thing. Um, it's sad, obviously, but um, yeah, I mean, you know, I think at the same time, there's a lot of talented musicians that just aren't here anymore, and you wonder what what they do today. Yeah, I mean, I feel like. It- like Hendrix would be like in his seventies now, maybe his eighties. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. It's but crazy like, to. He would still probably be if he was capable of playing, probably big. Like if you think about BB King played forever, Santana's probably still going. Um, yeah, Carl. yeah, I think he is. Yeah, I know, I've, I know I've seen him somewhat recently. So like, you know, I think if you have the stamina and you can the desire to do it, you. You'd probably still be big, but I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, one hundred percent, man. Like uh, I saw Ozzy Osbourne at the Forum in L.A. Um, it was actually his last show ever. I, it wasn't planned oh, wow. to be that way. Like uh, Ozfest, you ever follow that? Like back oh, yeah. in the nineties, two thousands. We decided to fly out to Los Angeles to see Ozzy play, and I was like, hey, he's nice. playing at the Forum. On- <laughs> he's going to count down. From you know, you know, instead of the ball dropping, you're gonna have an Aussie counting down. I was like, how awesome is that? So we go out and we see this, you know, an Aussie. Uh, you know, Black Sabbath was the first band I ever saw live at, at Ozfest '99. So the, I saw the original nice. Sabbath. Huge influence to me. I go out and see them, and uh, Ozzy's doing his thing with Zach Wild, and it was a, it was a great show. And then uh, obviously Ozzy had some major health problems after that with Parkinson's. Yeah. He's also one of my idols. To sort of see him go down like that kind of sucks. But at the same time, I'm like, man, I'm so lucky that um, most likely I saw his last show. He was supposed to do another tour, but like he's even having trouble walking, speaking, things like that. So um, yeah. odds are that that was his last show. 
crazy. Yeah, he he still has maybe the funniest book of of the Rockstar books that I've read. Uh, his is by far the funniest. I agree. I was actually just talking about that tonight too. It's a great book. Um, yeah. Some of his stories, like the stuff he did, was completely wild. Like even to go back to the point, like where he was um, uh, bullied, you know, and Tony Iommi, yeah. like originally uh, approaching him, like he didn't even really want to play with Ozzy. Yeah, you know, I I believe it was Bill Ward that had talked him into playing with Ozzy. <laughs> you know, there could be no yeah. Black Sabbath. Oh, definitely not. I just liked all this, the the lengths he'd go to to like hide his cocaine from Sharon, or like the time he like ga- accidentally gave a preacher in his town like a whole block of hash because the the preacher thought it was like a piece of cake or something, and then like was just missing for a week. No one in the town saw him. They showed up to church the next Sunday or whatever with like this thunderous, you know, oratory thing this rapture of a of a whatever pound in the pulpit about his experience on this block of hash that he didn't even know like he ate from ozzy and meanwhile ozzy's just like pissed he's like where's my hash <laughs> it's like <laughs> classic man no. no i love it. i love it yeah he's a big influence of mine you know i'm not necessarily playing like the metal uh type stuff but uh yeah he's one of those guys i talk about you know he's uh a little bit larger than life, you know. You see him on stage, and you know, uh, not that he's a bad singer, because I don't, I don't think that at all. I think he has an amazing voice. But I think part of the experience of going to see Ozzy is you're going to see Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah, man, he's cool. electrifying. One of the the last dinosaurs from the the old era. Actually, did a went to like a meet and greet one time with Lemmy back in I, the day. That was kind of kind of neat. He was uh, definitely a grumpy, grumpy old bastard, for sure. <laughs> really? That surprises me a little bit. I mean, I don't know. Just, just seemed like a crotchety old man. Just like, get me, you know, <laughs> either get me another Jack and Coke or a cigarette or leave me alone or, you know, just, I mean, he's been literally just touring probably since he was like a little kid. I think he was like yeah. Hendrix, Hendrix Rody. Once upon a time, really? So like, yeah, I think he was like kind of in charge of the acid or something for a while on the road. Wow, wow. So, um, but yeah, he just he just never stopped touring. So you could imagine that would make you a little crotchety after a few decades. Yeah, yeah. I know that that could wear you down a little bit. I actually got yeah. a pretty cool experience with touring. Um, yeah, this is the most random thing ever. Um, so my father, uh, growing up, you know, we were pretty close. We did a lot of uh, cross country trips and things like that. And uh, he was he was a truck driver, you know. So yeah. he had to go work for a production company called Upstaging. And uh, he got this gig with Upstaging. And I remember him coming up to my room. You know, I was younger at the time. I think it was in middle school, maybe late middle school, like eighth grade. And he said. Uh, I can go on tour with Bob Dylan, Ricky Martin, or Kiss. Who do you think I should go with? I'm like, is this a serious question? I have Kiss action figures. Like, get with Kiss. Like, Ricky Martin? No. Bob Dylan's cool, but, like, Kiss? I'm like, That's quite the trifecta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's uh, you know, it's a production company. So, they just, like, whatever tour is going on at that time, they 
you know, hey, we have this opening, and he got lucky enough to do Kiss, and uh, I was fortunate enough to uh, spend some time over the summer, you know, when I was off school, and yeah. I got to go to these shows, you know. They, they would do a show at, like, you know, an outdoor uh, amphitheater, and then they would take a day break because there was so much production. So, like, yeah. sometime you get to a venue early, and, like, we would get to, like, say, a town like, I don't know, let's, let's just say, like, uh, Hershey, Pennsylvania, right? Like the night before Kiss would play, it would be uh, like Poison and Cinderella is one of the shows I remember they toured together. And you mm. get there, so you were backstage, so you could watch the show from the side of the stage, and you got to see so much cool stuff. Uh, Brett Michaels, yeah. um, somewhere, I think Scranton, somewhere in Pennsylvania, but like his family had been there, and I remember they you know, were playing all their hits and stuff like that, and I got a, a guitar pick, and... Uh, I was like, oh man, this is awesome. But uh, <laughs> there was a girl in the front row. She was on the verge of tears. So I was like, I'll give it to her, you know? Yeah. So I this guitar pick. She was like a beautiful, beautiful girl. You know, I was young. I was yeah. like, hey, she's a little bit older than me. But I gave her this, um, I gave her this guitar pick. And, you know, it wasn't cell phone age back then. And I'm just signing like a dinosaur myself. But um, I, I still have a picture of her. She wrote me a letter and like thanked me, you know, like, yes, uh. I, I gave her mailing address or whatever. But like, still to look back on that is it's it's almost like surreal that that actually happened, you know, to have that experience. I wish I was a little older when it happened. Um, yeah. But yeah, man, that that tour had so many good stories. Yeah, that sounds wild. Sounds fun. Yeah, yeah, it was a blast, man. I, I would give a shout out to Skid Row. They were the opening band on that tour. Yeah. Um, they didn't have Sebastian Bach at the time. They had a guy named Johnny Solinger. Mm-hmm. Uh, he took Sebastian box spot which you know that's big shoes to fill but uh they didn't have the rock star personality they you know they invited me to eat every day there was a big catering that everybody had together you, know, you could go there yeah. eat, eat cinnamon's ace freely and all these guys and you know they they would talk to you and everything like that but like skid row like scotty hill rachel Borland, those guys were so welcoming they, as a little kid you know yeah. i say but a younger guy, they made me feel like a rock star. You know, they would, hey, you want to be with us? You know, they'd talk to you. And yeah. I was just like, I, I'm grateful for that. Nice. So now you're still chasing the dragon. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I guess so. Um, You said you, this single is a part of an album, correct? Yeah, so the album's going to be called 3115. Um and uh we're working on producing the whole thing it's uh, most of the songs are already written you know it's kind of bringing them to life um i'm working with a producer in leesburg virginia right now awesome guy um got a lot of yeah. music super talented guy um yeah man we're putting an album together i'm excited about it it's awesome uh you said you have a another song coming up called new town as well yeah yeah man uh, Newtown is kind of like uh, it's about new beginnings, and I'm really excited to release this one. So, I came to um, Arlington, Virginia. I'll say Arlington, but the DC area, really the DMV. Yeah. Uh, for those there, you know, we all call it the DMV. Um, came here, and I didn't intend to be here very long, but I'm still here. I think it's been like seven, almost eight years, you know. And I really fell in love with the area. And I'm from a little town, like a blue collar town. Like I love my family there. I love my friends there. Like that's yeah. where I got with music. I love going back there to visit people. But really, like this new town, mm. you know, kind of changed my life. And you know, we go through like different these ebbs and flows in life. You know, relationships, bands, whatever it is. 
Yeah. And I was going through like all that stuff at the same time. Like I had lost my dad. Um, you know, I had a really bad relationship that fell apart after seven years, you know, and I, here I am in this like new town. Right. And, mm. uh, it's like the same song, but different, you know, um, the lyrics to this song I'm really excited about. I'm excited to bring this song to life in the studio. I can't wait to put this one out. It's one of my favorite ones that I've ever done. Nice. And, uh, the new one just uh, just came out now, pretty much, right? Yeah, it actually released last night at like <laughs> technically today, I guess, but it was like at three thirty in the morning. My producer's like, "Oh, I want to change this. I want to change that," because you know, he's one of the guys that like he actually cares about the music. He doesn't just want to, you know, get somebody in the studio and pump something out. He wants everything to be balanced, right? And uh, yeah. you know, I- I've been really happy with everything he's done. This song's called. Uh, gypsy will the gypsy will um yeah yeah man it's out on uh soundcloud right now um you probably know a little bit about this yourself but uh it takes a while to get it um distributed to uh spotify and things like that apple music iHeartRadio. radio it's supposed to be out on those platforms within a week is what i'm told so we'll see nice and uh i'm sure it will um definitely feature that one on here um and i'm guessing the other one won't be out for probably a while i think right yeah so i'm kind of between a rock and a hard place with that one like okay we'll just focus on the new one yeah yeah we're gonna do eight songs for the album uh for sure i don't know if i'm gonna release them periodically as we go i might put one or two out but i definitely kind of want to put um a lump sum of them, we'll call it, out at yeah. once. Yeah. Well, I'll probably wait. I think by the time this comes out, it'll be up then on Spotify and everywhere else. So people should be able to find it anywhere. Yeah, hopefully. If uh, all goes to plan. So. But, um, yeah, as you can see here, I got the uh, the cheap version of Zoom, the free one. So it's probably going to kick us off in in a little bit. But um, if there were any, like, shout-outs that you didn't already get to, uh, besides, like, the producer or, I don't know, somebody that I didn't ask about, um, definitely feel free to mention them. Um, Or just anything else that I didn't get to, didn't ask. Yeah, man, um, I'll say say this. uh, Just, like, people that have been supporting my music – I couldn't be more thankful to people right now for just, you know, my, yeah. me taking a break and then getting back into it. And I'm getting so much support from like, even guys like Mike jamming in the living room, you know, my roommate, Chris, one of my best friends, you know, these guys probably don't realize it, but what we're doing in our little jam sessions is really motivating me to want to write and record more. It's bringing yeah. my passion back, which, which is awesome. So, um, yeah, the guys I grew up with playing music, you know, we did that from the time we were teenagers and a lot of us are still doing it now. We're going to make another push at it and, uh, we're going to get this album out working with, uh, Andy in the studio in Leesburg and excited to get this out there. Oh yeah. Well, hopefully this is, uh, I don't know, helps in, uh, some small way, something to pass out, uh, around online so people can kind of get a feel for your story and I don't know everything you've been up to 
Yeah, 100%. Um, so I'm not a big social media guy. I think we talked about that a little bit earlier. So like people have been telling me for years, like, oh, yeah, you should do the social media thing. And I was like, eh, you know, I really don't understand all of it, you know, but like I'm finding from yeah. TikTok that, you know, hey, you put a video up on there, you use the right hashtags, you promote it, like you can have a lot of views. I think I'm up over 100,000 views now. And like, to me, that just blows my mind. You couldn't do that stuff, you know, 20 years ago. But now yeah. you can't. So I kind of wish I would have done it a little bit sooner. So my goal is to kind of uh, be interactive with people. Uh, you know, I want people to feel involved with what I'm doing. I want them to be up to date. I want them to know where I'm playing, what I'm writing, what's going on. Kind of like doing a little live stream, you know, just having a few people listening to what's going on. Uh, yeah. It's important, you know, because with, without people relating to our music, what I mean, what are we doing? So me, it's not about fortune. It's not about fame. Like everybody likes money. Everybody likes to be recognized. But at the end of the day, music is a thing for healing um you know and it's meant to have people connect with what you're writing like you can't connect with what somebody's writing what good is it at the end of the day yeah well hopefully you still keep uh keep getting feedback and keep getting views and all that stuff um i guess sure we'll cross paths here at some point um, yeah, tell me a little bit about what's going on with this June third thing. I, you know, Mike had mentioned it to me, and I'm I'm kind of curious about. I know there's a bunch of bands up there. Yeah, it's just something I try to do um, every year uh, related to the podcast at uh, one of my you know old haunts, Fishhead, up there. It's kind of just south of Baltimore, um, and essentially it's two stages, and it's out back. It's semi outdoor. Um, it's I don't know if it's fun. We just get, uh, you know, people from the show who want to play. And, you know, sometimes there's not always, like, enough enough of those types of events where it's kind of a, I don't know. I would like making it, like, a free-for-all a little bit. But um, yeah. ideally, I'd like to do it at, like, a farm or something, which we did do once or twice. But, um, you know, try to make it as... Uh, as fun as we can as low stress and low budget or whatever so yeah is there a lot of different um, genres of music like yeah it's pretty eclectic because the podcast is uh doesn't doesn't uh pinpoint any genre in particular so you know last year we had like a bluegrass band you know we had some rock bands and metal or country or don't remember if we had any rappers but we might this year um, so it, it kind of just runs the gamut, like whoever wants to play is available, yada, yada, yada sort of thing. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I might try to make it up that way. I got a lot going on right now, but I'd really like to check it out. Actually, that'd be really cool to see. Yeah, man. Come on up. Um, it's probably only a little less than an hour from you on a Saturday. So yeah, no, that's not too far, man. We definitely got to get um, some collaborative going here soon. You know, once I. Once yeah. I get this uh, house, I'm selling a house in Pennsylvania right now, you know. So yeah, once a... that's done, I'll be playing more gigs. Yeah, definitely let me know. I'm, like I said, I'm trying to dip my toe into the uh, the Nova scene, I guess. Yeah, I guess even so... though I'm a Steeler fan, maybe I'd try to come up there in Baltimore and play a little bit more. <laughs> I don't know how to take me up there, but. Yeah, I mean, it's usually, in my experience, just easier to get gigs. But it all depends yeah. who you know, it, I guess. So, yeah, well, that's like anything nowadays, you know, mm -hmm. so things. Have <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I guess if you could just send me the MP3 for the song, and then uh, that's pretty much it. I'll try to get this edited and on the internet sometime in the next couple weeks, hopefully. Awesome. Yeah, man. You can, uh, the TikTok is at the Gypsy Wheel. I think the Instagram is at the Gypsy Wheel. And the SoundCloud, I'm, I'm not sure offhand. I think it's also at Gypsy Wheel. Um, so yeah, the SoundCloud yeah. is up now, but by the time this airs, you probably have the Spotify up, I would think. Yeah. I'd hope. Uh, I don't think it's yeah. long. They just got to verify copyrights are good and that kind of thing. You know yeah. how that goes. Yep. Huh? All right, man. Well, Hopefully, uh, talk to you soon. Yeah, you too, brother. Good chat. All right, see ya. Thanks to Will for coming on the show, and thanks to you for listening. Uh, the song you're hearing in the background is called Gypsy Wheel, and you can hear Will sing it uh, tomorrow, Saturday, June 3rd, at Fishhead Cantina in Baltimore at the second annual Part-Time Rockstar Fest. Later. Why he's getting fairly old